Today's daf is daf to Zion, page 16 in the Hitler Gimmesach. We're going to go back to the bottom of daf Tesvav Amud Beis. And let us pick up, let's, let's move back uh, quite a ways to restart the sugya. It's not long. We're going to go back to Bo'i Ilfa. Bo'i Ilfa. Is Bo'i is the last word on the line About 10 lines from the bottom of the Yomud If you move about 10 lines You'll see the word Bo'i On the bottom yeah. Okay Okay So uh, Anu Shaila And again we got onto this Because we're dealing with Bafani Nachtam Bafani Nachtam We said that You can't combine Two um, Two different areas of Allah To create a valid get You can't combine Bafani Nachtam Bafani Nachtam Along with Somebody uh, The messenger Turning himself into an aide Turning himself into a witness. So once we got onto that, we're discussing other areas of halacha, but we're combining two separate things. Whether or not you can combine two separate uh, approaches to a halacha to come out with with something concrete. So by Ofa, Ofa asked the Shaila, searching for information. Yeah, we got the place. Good. Can you be matahir your hands with half of the shear of mayim? Okay, now. We didn't spend time on this, so let's focus a little bit. The Chachama made a that hands are considered a sheni hatoma. Okay? Yodayim are considered a sheni hatoma. You have to wash them. And if you don't wash your hands from sheni hatoma, they could make sanctified things into a shlishi hatoma. So therefore, we want to wash our hands. Okay? So that we don't keep up any toma. The question is, what's considered washing of the hands? Can they be purified by chatzoim, by partial amounts of water, less than a revius? Or not? Says the Gemara, what, what's your question exactly? Let's qualify this. What's the case? If for two people walking, washing at the same time with one revius, we learn, there's no problem. Because bottom line, each one is getting a revius. Each one is having a revius of water being poured on their hands. So granted, there's two sets of hands there. But fine, as long as a revius is coming out of the cup, so it's going to be tar. So there's no shaila of the half measurement. Is the revius being poured on both hands simultaneously? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly. So there's revius in there. Who cares if somebody else's hand is there? Big deal. That's going to be fine. Ve'ela, rather, what's the case? Maybe we're dealing with somebody who's washing his hands one at a time. Okay? So it's, it's considered one washing. Yeah, it's considered one washing because you're doing both hands. Or do you say by the time you get to the second hand, you're going to run into a problem. So that can't either be the shaila because we learned explicitly in the Mishnah. There's two ways to get your hands pure. You ready? One way by immersing it, one way through pouring on top of it. We know if you immerse one hand and pour on the other hand, it's going to be tar. So that also we know clearly what the halacha is. Um, you, could, you could do it exactly at the same time, simultaneously. And we know that you can use two different types of washing for your hands. Ve'ela, rather, what's the shaila? The kamoshi palga palga diyati. Here we go. The shaila is going to be where somebody washes their hands part, part at a time. Yesterday I gave an example. Rashi says, first you, you wash uh, until your knuckle, then you dry it, then you wash 
the rest of your hand. Really, what's the proper way to wash one's hands? To remove it of, of, from the state of Toma? To the wrist. You wash the whole hand to the wrist. That's really what you're supposed to be doing. So let's say somebody has too much time on his hands. And he's like, eh, instead of washing to the wrist, I'm going to do this. Mm-mm. So he washes mamish up to the, the knuckle, and then he dries it, and then he washes the rest of his hand, and he makes sure it's covered, but he does it partially. So if that's the shaila, whether it's kosher or not, whether it's going to be in the hands, it's not going to work. So again, what's the shaila? So one says, like tzricha, Ilfa's shaila is, te'ika mashke te'feach. Okay, so here we go. The shaila is going to be like this. The guy who's pouring on his hand already had liquid on his hand. So that when he washed the other part of his hand, the first half was still wet, wet enough to, to uh, wet, not just damp, but wet enough to wet something else. And maybe we're going to say that we're going to consider it to be washed at once. Again, so listen to the case. Very simple. What the guy does is he washes half his hand. It's very wet. And then he washes the other half of his hand when the first hand is still, when the first half is still very wet. So then are we going to say that this is considered one simultaneous wash? You understand? In, the, in other words, we thought partial hand was... You washed it, dried it, and then washed the other hand. Says, no, no. Here's Ophashila. You wash half your hand. It's soaking wet. Then you wash the other half in a separate act. Maybe when you wash the second half, it connects to the first half because it's sopping wet. And we should say it's considered one washing or not. That's his Shaila. Is it like you washed your whole hand because the mice your whole hand was wet at once? Or since it was two actions, it's not going to be good. That's, that's how the Gemara explains Ilfa's Shaila. Zogti Gemara. And if the hand, if part of the hand is wet enough to make something else wet, my have, who cares? What does that help us at all? But we learned in Mishnah, top of today's daf. Remember this case? We had, it, uh, we had it in Saita, right? But Nitzuk is when you have the stream of liquid connecting an upper cleat to a lower cleat. And when you have water coming down, a katofres coming down a slope, and if there's, it's wet enough to wetten something else, it's still not considered a chibor, something that connects the two sides, a stream, wetness. You see, even if something is so wet that it can make something else wet, we still do not say that it's considered one washing. It clearly would be considered two washing. And what is Ilfa's Shaila? Ilfa's clearly it's going to be uh, it's going to be a problem. No, 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 no. Ilfa's Shaila is ready. Where the first part of his hand is mamish, not just wet. It's wet enough that when it touches something. It becomes wet enough to wetten something else. Let's picture you have uh, baby wipes. Baby wipes are moist. Wipes, any wipes, wipes are moist. You touch it, your hand becomes wet. If something touches your hand, does that become wet? No. Right? Your hand will become wet from wipes, standard wipes. If you put something on your hand, that thing will not 
become wet. Says the Gemara, maybe if something is so, so wet that it itself, my hand itself is wet enough that if something touches it, that becomes wet, then that's what Opa Shaila is. Opa wants to know the first half of your hand is mamish like it's sitting in an ocean, right? It's like it's, it's like it's sitting in a full sink of water and then I pour on the other half of my hand. Is that considered like an entire pouring of my hand which works or not? Says the Gemara, but that's also not a Shaila. Hanami Tanina. That, uh, that situation we also learned in the Mishnah, Tefeach Latviach, Chibur, it clearly does connect the two liquids, and therefore it should be considered a proper washing, and Ofa should not have a Shaila there either. Again, is not going to ask a Shaila if it's often a Mishnah, if it's explicitly, uh, if it's explicitly Allah and a Mishnah. So again, what are we doing over here? We're searching for Ofa's Shaila, right? Ofa's having this Shaila from Ahmed Bey's, and we're trying to understand where his insecurity in, uh, in Halakha is stemming from when he says, when his, he asks the Shaila of Yadayim Tahir Eislechatsoim or not. Are, are you, do Yadayim become Tahar in, in partial, uh, in, in, in pa- partially or not? We're trying to figure out what do you mean partially? We still haven't come up with a normal case. Says Gemara like this, ready? We're now going to get on to a few different situations. This is really, now that we've started Dav Tezayin, I want to give a little disclaimer. We're going to come on to some very interesting halachas, a number of different sugyas, all to like clarify um, this Indian, this topic, but we're going to touch on some fascinating things. So Gemara says here, uh, says as follows. Let me give a quick introduction. How much, before we, before we explain what Ofa Shaila possibly is, we're going to get on to the laws of mikvah. How much water makes a kosher mikvah? 40 saw. 40 saw. Okay, me 40 saw of water. Now, what if I have a mikvah that is 40 saw of water? We're going to call it close to 200 gallons. It has 40 saw of water pretty much to the last drop. Hit the line, mm, kosher. Let me ask you a question. First guy goes in. Out says git. First guy comes out. It's not a kosher mikvah anymore. He took water with him. What happens if two chevra go into the mikvah at the same time? To an exact 40 saw mikvah. They're both kosher. Yeah? They're both tar. They're both tar. And when the first guy walks out and the second guy is left sitting in a 39 saw mikvah, you're saying he's still going to be tar because the mice, he was in a 40 saw mikvah. But didn't go down. Huh? He might not have gone down. Okay. So it'll depend. If you're already immersed, you should be okay. If you didn't immerse, good. So let's see how this, let's see how the Mishnah tackles the situation. Doma le'inyan mikvahs. Maybe we're dealing with the halachas of mikvahs. And we're dealing with the shita, the opinion of Rabbi Yehuda. Okay, now. Bitna. We learned in the Mishnah. Mikvah sheyesh by arba'im sa'a michu If you have a mikvah, that's exactly 40 sa'a. The yardu shnayim. Two chevra go down. Vitavlu. And they're tovel in the mikvah. 
If they went in one after the other, so Risha in Tahar, the first guy is fine, he's pure. Vasheni Tommy. And the second guy is going to be Tommy because he never went into 40 saw mikvah. Rebuta and Rebuta says like this If the feet of Yid number one is still standing on top of the mikvah, connected to the mikvah, because we look at Yid number one like he's completing the mikvah. He's got water on his body. Hey, the water on his body is still connected to the mikvah. Mamela, the mikvah is still considered to have 40 saw. Electric shock. Huh? Like electric. What do you mean electric shock? Electricity. Like electricity, okay. Right, it'll affect the second guy. Okay. All right. Okay, so Ilfa wants to know how moist, how wet is wet? Of uh, how wet is wet of the first guy. Okay, so we're following this sheet of Rabbi Huda. Rabbi Huda says that if the feet of the first guy is still touching the water, the second guy will be, uh, the second guy will be tar. All right? And that would be the case where we're taking two separate things that are happening and we're trying to accomplish a, uh, a, a halachic decision. All right? Omar of Yirmiya. Rabbi Yirmiya says, Hare Omru, the Chachamim taught us, if you have somebody who put most of his body into the shower, tap water, vitahar, and you have somebody who is tahar, shenaflu al raish. I'll explain what the case is in a moment. Shenaflu al raishai. It fell on his head, the al, not that his head, right, it fell on his head. The Aruba, the majority of his body, Tame, this guy is going to be Tame. All right. Let's talk for a moment. There's, we're probably familiar with this. It's brought down specifically for women who have a mitzvah. To go to a mikvah. That they're not supposed to shower immediately after mikvah. You ever heard of this? Yeah? It's a gzera. You're not supposed to shower immediately after mikvah. Because there was confusion. What happened was mikvahs were very dirty. And people go into the mikvah and then take a shower. And it started to get confusing as to what the mitzvah of mikvah was. People thought that a shower was an integral part of mikvah. Now, men don't need to really be makbid on this. It's brought down about Rosh Hashanah Arbach. That it's brought down, he used to shower after using a mikvah. I don't know if it was immediately after using the mikvah, but he would shower after using a men's mikvah. And they asked him why. The story goes, at least the story I heard. Again, I can't verify it. But they asked him why um, he, he uh, showers. See, he said, before I go to the mikvah, I always wash my body out of covered abris. I take a shower first. I'm going to a mikvah. Other people. So I clean my body first. When I come out of the mikvah, I showered for those who weren't careful about covered up Yeah? So that's, uh, so he would uh, also uh, shower afterwards. But there was a takana that um, you're not supposed to, uh, you're not supposed to uh, wash your body 
after uh, after using the mikvah. Okay. Um, if somebody would, if somebody would, Chazal said you are going to become tummy. You're going to become tummy. If you shower afterwards, Chazal institu- instituted like a rabbinic tumah. Okay. If somebody were to uh, were to do that. Okay. Um, so. The decree was the decree was that if you would pour on your body a certain amount of water, that's when the toma midrabonon would come in place. If you have somebody who's always been toher, ready? Nobody went to the mikvah. Let's just talk for a moment. Let's assume we're all toher tonight. We're going to shower. Would the rabbonon make a decree that we're tummy because we took a shower? No. But if somebody goes to the mikvah because he was tummy and then takes a shower, same shower, now we have a decree. The rabbana will institute a tumah on the person. Understand? So if you're taking a shower after mikvah, that's where the decree is. Stama guy takes a shower, there's no decree. All right. So let's get into this again. Let's, let's start again. Amr Somebody sticks his head and Moses is to Baim Shuvim. Who was tame? A guy disagrees tame. The tahar or somebody who was always tahar, so there's no degree against them. Tame. Even there, you're going to be tame. What does that mean? Okay. What if a person walked into a body of water instead of pouring it on himself? He walked into a pool, into his waist. There was no decree on going to. You can go swimming after you go to a mikvah. You're not going to pour Mayim Shuvim on top of you. So if a person went into a pool, the Chetzia bin and then half of the three Lugan that will make you Tameh fell on you. So you put half of it you walked into, half it fell on you. My, what is the Allah? says, going to take you. We have to wait for Aliyah Navi to come and answer that Shaila. Uh, whether it's considered three Lugan of Mayim Shuvim, which will be Matarim, we're not sure. Amar of Papa, or Papa says, Harei Amru, Balkari Chayla, Shanafulav, Tishakab, Mayim, Tahar. If you have a Balkari Chayla, that is Tishikam of Mayim poured on him. The halacha is he's going to be, uh, he's going to be Tahar. Usually, I mean, nowadays, B'ni Taira aren't so makbid, aren't really makbid on this. But if a person has a seminal emission, so you're, you're considered a Balkari. There were geyser that one of the ways to get rid of Balkari is to have Tishikavim. It's called, I don't know if you're familiar, you ever heard of this? Right? Nine kavan of water poured on you. Um, my mother told me that my grandfather, who I'm named after, actually had. The, when there was uh, there was no mikveh in his area, but he he wanted mikvahs. I believe when he would he, he would on on Fridays he would take a shower long enough that he knew Tisha Kavin went on him. I believe, if I recall correctly, my mother told me that in their bathtub at home there was a Tisha Kavin line. And that's how my grandfather knew that Tisha Kavin of water came out. Like he measured how much Tisha Kavin is. He made a line in the bathtub. She knows that when the water filled up till there. Get Tishikav and come on his body, and that's it's kind of like a bidiyavadika mikvah for certain things. The Rabban allowed it, uh, allowed it. So he says if you're carry who's sick, he does not go to the mikvah, it's Tishikav, so he's considered, uh, he's considered tar. Now, back then, they wouldn't learn Tyra they were, uh, until they were matar themselves. Nowadays, again, we're not makbid on this. Okay. Um, boy of Papa, so Papa asked the Shaila, Chetziai bitfila, the Chetziai binasina. What happens? If he's tayvul half of his body and the other half, he's he gets rid of by tishakavin. See, tishakavin only works by pouring water on you, not by immersing yourself in tishakavin. You immerse yourself in forty sa, 
you pour Tishikavan on yourself. So Rafap is asking, what if he immerses himself half in Tishikavan and four and a half Kavan only gets poured on him? My again take. Okay. Two dots. Back to the Mishnah. If one witness says it was written in front of me, the other guy says it was signed in front of me. What did we say? Puzzle. It's not good. You need one guy saying both. This halacha is only true when they're not both sent to be messengers. Meaning, a husband or a bezdin sends one guy with the get, and he shows up with somebody else. One guy says, the other guy says, that's where we say puzzle, where they, they weren't both asked to deliver the get. However, I've all but. Let's say they were both shluchim. They were both messengers to, uh, to uh, bring the get, top of Amr Beis. Kosher, the get is going to be kosher, even if only one guy says, and another guy says, since they're both appointed, they're mitzarif, they combine, and there's no problem whatsoever. Says the Gemara. Yeah, Alma, if they're both. They're both appointed shluchim. If they're both shluchim to bring the get, you can have one saying b'fanei nachtav and one saying b'fanei nachtav. Big chiddush. That's what we just said. We have to explain it. We don't know why yet. But the, what the Gemara wants to say is, in the previous was, we thought. So what the Gemara now is assuming is that previously it was two guys showed up, only one was asked to be involved. And this guy who's asked to be involved says, B'fani nechtav. We say, Mm-mm. even though the other guy's saying, B'fani nechtav, you're the shliach. So the Gemara's assuming, if both of them are shluchim, they could make half statements. Oh, okay. That's the assumption. Alma, you see from here, Kosovar, Shnaim Sheviu, Get Medina Sayam. Two people bring up Medina Sayam, They do not need to both say, it was written and signed in front of us. Because again, according to Rabbi Echanan, it's good even if each one says one or the other. Amalei Abayi, Abayi says, but now if that's true, Seifa at the end of the mission, the Tani where we learn, if two people say the get was written in front of us, the Echad and then a third guy says, it was signed in front of me. Possible. We said, it's possible. Rebuta Machshir. And Rebuta says, no, it's going to be okay. Taima. Now, what's the reason for the machlekes? The ain get yaitzim dachazdeish name, because the get was not brought by both witnesses. That's our assumption. Huh? Get yaitzim dachazdeish name. Let's say both people who were asked to be messengers. Machshiri rabbanon, the rabbanon would agree that it's kosher. Normal layin. He says yet that taka would be the halacha. He says okay. Well, now that I cornered you, here's the problem. But let's say they're not both asked to be messengers. So if that's the case, so what's the machoikis? How can anybody say that it is a kosher get? Again, since only one shliach, only one guy is sent, and he cannot say both parts of the statement, he's asked to show up, bring the get, he cannot say b'fanei nechtav. He cannot say b'fanei nechtav. How in the world can Rabbi Yehuda say it's kosher? You need the the messenger's ability to say both. 
Answer the Gemara, I'll tell you why. Mar Sovar, Gazrinon. One opinion is that we will make a Gezeira, meaning we're going to say the get isn't kosher. Because if only one guy was sent to be a messenger and we're going to, we're going to accept him, the problem is they might start to accept this when it comes to other shtaris, even when there's a irachad. Omar Savar, Rebuda says no. Since Lemaisa, there's, um, there's other chevra giving testimony about the ksiva being done properly. And there's no issue. So like Azrinan, there's no gazera, there's no need to be concerned that if we give a psak over here by get, that people are going to extend the, the psak by other documents. Lishnachrina, another way to understand the back and forth, Amr Lay, Amr Lay said to him, Amr Shubar Yehuda, Amr Vyechino, Nafilu get Yetzinachas de Shneem, Puzzle. Even if the get comes from Midachas de Shneem, Puzzle, it's going to be Puzzle. Now, why would it be Puzzle? Alma, you see from here, Kasabar, that Rabbi Yechon holds, Shaim Shaviyo Gem Dina Sayyam, if two people bring it from Dina Sayyam, Shrikhon Shein Bifaninu Nechta, Bifaninu Nechta, you got to say that it was both written and signed in front of us, on that Amalei Abai, we're just changing the, you know, the uh, steps over here, but the same back and forth. Amalei Abai, Al Miata, Seifa, then to the Mishnah, the Tani, we say Shaim Bifaninu Nechta, Vachrem Bifanai Nechta, and Puzzle, Rebuta Machshir, if you look at Yetzirah, they shnei imposter Rabbanon. The Rabbanon will hold its puzzle. Amar Leyin, he says, you're right. He says, but Michael Mifligi. So what's the? So then ultimately, what's the? Uh, why is there a machlekes? Everybody should agree that the get is not kosher. One says, no. I'll tell you why. Mar Savar. One opinion holds the visha ein bekiyim l'shma that they're not bekiyim l'shma. This is the shita of the Chachamim. Umar Savar. And Rebuta holds Lafisha in Eidah Mitzuyah Makaimai. We're right back to our Machlekes between Rabba and Rava. Okay, and Mamela, um, Rabbi Yehuda will make a discrepancy when you have two people who bring it or one person who brings it. So says the Gemara. If you're telling me this Machlekes, this Machlekes Tanoim is the same Machlekes as Rabba and Rava, Salema de Rabba v'Rava Tanoi. Why don't we just say that the Machlekes Amiram between Rabba and Rava is a Machlekes Tanoim? Why are you, why are you making a Machlekes Amiram? And by the way, we spent a lot of time in the beginning of our Masechta trying to show that Rabbi and Rabbi are arguing about a Machlekes Tanam and we didn't bring this down. So is it the same Machlekes or no? Gemara says, Loi. No. Rava Metaritz Kilishna Kama. Rava will say that really both Shittas agree with me. He says, he'll follow the Lishna Kama, the first approach um, that we had, which is that if two people bring the get, everybody would agree that the get is going to be kosher because these uh, messengers themselves are the ones who are capable of, uh, of being the evid. Okay? But the Rabbanon say no. The Rabbanon are going to say that it's not going to be kosher. If two messengers bring it, they can be the edim as well. Oh. Okay? Edom for what? On the get. Yeah, they're handing over the get. They both witnessed and they both signed? Yeah, and now that they're bringing it, they could also be the, be the messengers saying that it's kosher. Okay, but the uh, Chacham say it's not going to be kosher because uh, they're concerned that if we allow this over here, people are also going to allow uh, in Eid Echad in other cases. That's how that's how Rav is going to say he could fit with both opinions of the Tanayim. The Rabbah Amar and Rav is going to say to you, that really the Machlekes is not about me and Rava. 
Rather, it's everybody agrees with me that you need it to be, uh, everybody will agree with me that it has to be Don Lishmav, and what's the Machlekes Tanoim, La'achar Shalomdu, we're dealing with a case where Chutz Aretz, they were already became learned of the Halachas, Ubegzeira, Shema Yachsar, and the Machlekes says that even though nowadays we're learned, remember we said, there's a concern, the Maisa were in Gullus. So even if people do know Hilchah's getting now, it's going to come at later generations where they're not going to be as well-versed and they're just going to stick with the leniencies of today. Therefore, we'll just even be strict today to not come to that. Um, and, and that would be the source of the Machlekes. The Mar Savar Gazrinan, the Rabbanon will say we, we are Gazer Mar Savar, beautiful hold like Gazrinan, there's no Gazera, and hence it's going to be a Kosher Get. Says the Gemara, the lift like Nami Reb Yehuda Beresha. Why doesn't Reb Yehuda argue with the Chachamim even in the beginning, the beginning of the Mishnah, okay? Where if two people, the, the first case was that if you have two Adam that are bringing the get and one says, Befanai Nechtav, the other guy says, Befanai Nechtam, it's puzzle. And Reb Yehuda didn't open his mouth over there. So he didn't even open his mouth. It seems that he agrees with the Halacha. The problem is, he shouldn't agree with that halacha. The, 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 the two scenarios should be the same. Lamaisa, two Adam brought it, and he's not concerned. He's not concerned about Xera. So Gemara mm-hmm. says, Ha'idmar Allah, no. I'll explain to you why he's not arguing there, because we already learned, Amrullah, Chalakaya, Rabbi Huda, Afparesha, Rabbi Taka does argue, even though it's not listed uh, in that, it's not written in that specific moment. Okay. Masiv Rav Aishaya Ula. Rav Aishaya is a challenging question to Ula. Rabbi Yudah Machshir Bazu Velay Bacheres. Rabbi Yudah holds that um, if you have three witnesses, I'm sorry, if you have two witnesses that both say Befanai Nechtav, but only one says Befanai Nechtam. So they could both say it was written in front of us, but only one could say it was signed in front of me. Okay? So Rabbi Yudah says it's kosher. He says it's only in this case, Velay Bacheres, nowhere else. My, what do you mean nowhere else? What other case? Lavlam Uta, isn't it coming to the case of Echraim Rebbefani Nechtav, Echraim Rebbefani Nechtav, but it's only one and one? When it's one and one, maybe it'll be with the Chum. One says, like, no. You know what the case is? Lam Uta, Befani Nechtav, Befani Nechtam, Avaloi, Befani Nechtav. It's coming to the case uh, where somebody says it was signed in front of me, but not that it was written in front of me. Where a person only says partial, only the signing, and nothing about the writing. So I would have thought to say, Since Rabbi Yehuda did not make a decree, maybe we'll go back to uh, that, that maybe later generations, people start making mistakes. People will, will uh, get mixed up between Hilchas Gittin and uh, other cases. With uh, other halachas of documents, so be'ed uh, echad, and and they'll say that same way over here. It could be done with be'ed echad, so too in other places. Come on, nami le'gazer. So Rabbi Yehuda also will not make a decree. Come on, Shlon. It says Rabbi Yehuda does say it's going to be possible when one person comes and brings the get. Rabbi Yehuda would be concerned about that confusion. They would, in other words, they, everybody agrees there could be confusion of Eid Echad when only an Eid Echad shows up. Rabbi Yudah says, I'm not concerned. If two people bring the get, but only, uh, two people could say B'fanei Nechtam, only one of them could say B'fanei Nechtam, that's not enough to, to make a concern that people are going to start allowing an Eid Echad. If Nami, we learned that Rabbi Yudah similarly, Omar Rabbi Yudah, Rabbi Yudah says, Shnaim Shaviyu Get Mdina Sayam, if two people bring a get from overseas, Banu Lamachlaikas Rabbi Yehuda V'Rabbanon, 
that's going to bring us back to the Machlekes Tanoim between Rabbi Huda and the Rabban. Rabbi Barbachana Cholash. Rabbi Barbachana got sick. Story. Olegabe, Rabbi Yehuda, Virabba, Lishule, Bey. So, Rabbi Barbachana, Rabbi Barbachana was sick, and Rabbi Yehuda and Rabbi came to Lishule, Bey. They came to see how he's doing, check up on him, make sure that he's okay. So, Bomene, they asked the Shaila. Shnayim, how do you make a how do you make a Talmud Chacham feel good? You talk to him and learning. So he said, Shnayim bring a guy from the So again, Rabbi Chana, who wasn't feeling well, so he said to them, Ain't No, they don't need to say befanenu nechtam ufanenu nechtam. I'll tell you why. Ma'ilu yemer befanenu gersha mila mehemni. It's completely unnecessary. You know why? Because these two guys can just come without anything and just say, by the way, Bezdin, we want to testify this woman's divorced. It is. If these Hebra would say, Bezdin, she's divorced. All right, you believe to Adam. So now that they're coming and holding a get and telling us she's divorced, we're going to say, oh, we're only going to accept your witness and your testimony, if two of you, if you say, well, it's unnecessary, says Rabbi Bachana. Only thing that Bezdin needs to know is that she's divorced. Get, back, get down to the meat and potatoes. You saw she's divorced? Aid. It, 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 it's unnecessary for them to make this statement. What, what statement is unnecessary? They asked him. Two people come holding a get. Yeah. And they want to present the get to a Yeah. Do they need to say it was written and signed in front of us? That was the Shiloh. They, if they say they're Aiden, well, that's, that's basically what it is. Okay, but then... what? So, so what he's responding is they should not need to say because all they need to do is tell her she's divorced. Two people walk in holding no document. If two people come to Bezdin from St. Louis to Aritishal, they walk in, by the way, uh, Sprinza is divorced. Okay, two witnesses, she's divorced. So why would we obligate So in the meantime, let's just wrap up the story. Also, hahu chevra. There was a chevra. Now, what's a chevra? Usually it means a group. But Rashi over here teaches us, Baruch Hashem, that it's an Aramaic word for somebody from Persia. Parsoi. So some some uh, some guy from uh, Persia uh, came. Shokla lishraga mikamayu, and he. Um, he uh, took away their uh, their candle. Yeah, they're all sitting together learning, and this Persian guy comes along. They're sitting there learning. There's a candle on him. He comes along and he takes the light away from them. Time end the conversation, right? Curfew. Yeah. So he moves the he moves the candle. Omar, so um, Rashi says, Rabbi Barbar. No, one second before. Let's look at the second Rashi. This is interesting. Rashi says, Shokla Shraga, he took the candle. Shayesh Leparsiyam Yom Ayid. The Persians had a Yom Ayid. They had a holiday uh, going on that day. Shayin Maglikin Arba'isa Yom Shalahem. The rule was that the only, you only let a light candles in church. That's it. No, no candles anywhere else. So he came and a chutzpah to my. Uh, it's a chutzpah. To my uh, to my deity, yeah. So Omar, he said, uh, Rabbi Bukhana says, says Rashi, Rachmana, the merciful one, the Rebbeinu Shlaim, 
Oy betulach, oy betulah devarisov. Either, Rebbeinu either save us, or at least put us in gullus around people who are normal. Yeah, other people who are going to treat us uh, properly. Meaning, obviously, the people in Persia felt like they were in control over the Eden. Yeah, these Persians felt like they had a, the. Uh, so says the Gemara and. We have, a, we have a moment. Yeah, listen. What's he asking for? We should be in Gaulus, but away from the Persians. Were the Romans any better? What's the meaning of the says Kim Haven Darka. understands the ways. and he knows its place. Meaning knew that it would be very difficult underneath the Romans. got up. he sent us to Bavel. Right, so the Gullus and Bavel, they were much better off than the Romans. So what's what's uh, Rabbi Barbachana saying? Oh, this is terrible! Save us! This is before the Persians ended up making their way down to Bavel. When they uh, before they made their way down to Bavel, Taka was better off in Bavel than than the Roman. But uh, Rabbi Rabbi said after the Persians uh, made their ways down to Bavel. Now what does it mean they made their way down to Bavel? Not like a bunch of Persian guys showed up. The Persian Empire ended up conquering and ruling over Bavel towards the end of, of Gullus Bavel. So uh, during that time the decrees became a lot, uh, became a lot harsher. And, um, and therefore this was the era of time that Rabbi Barbachana was davening to the Rabbani Shalom that, uh, you know, to save us from this gullus and take us back to those uh, earlier times prior to when the Persians came down here to Bavel. Okay, we'll hold it here. Have a wonderful, wonderful evening. Bless tomorrow morning. Daf Yaimi is on uh, Erev Shabbos, 9.15 a.m.